the rest of the story. Once upon an autumn time in a lush river valley, the country folk decided to have a foot race, a barefoot foot race. Men from all around, near and far, were invited to participate. And so those who wanted to watch the race could see it better. They chose to run it on a flat plain between two long grassy slopes. It was not going to be much of a race, really, only 200 yards or so, and only that one contest. But everyone looked forward to it with great excitement, and one man in particular, a fellow from the nearby town of Ellis. He was a cook, not a runner. And yet so enthusiastic was he about competing that upon learning of the occasion, he put down his utensils. He made the long walk through the pine-covered hills to the place where the race would be run. The cook could scarcely believe how many spectators had gathered. He had never seen so many people as those who crowded the grassy slopes on either side of the wide track. The starting point was marked by grooved limestone blocks, and there the cook waited, poised for the sprint, elbow to elbow with dozens of other eager competitors. A bugler stood close by, ready to signal the start. Then, with a terrific blast, the race was begun. The onlookers cheered. The sanded turf felt soft and warm beneath the runner's bare feet. The autumn air tasted pure and sweet, and the cook from Ellis ran like the wind itself. Halfway now, spectators cheering louder than ever. The cook and another sprinter are leading the race dead even. The cook pumps his arms harder, trying to propel himself into the lead. The other runner, his nearest rival, is falling back now. And the onlookers, leaping up as one, are roaring even louder than before as the young cook from Ellis, all alone, crosses the finish line. There's no shiny prize for the winner. Only the adulation of the assembled and a small crown of leaves presented by a little boy who announces proudly that he had cut the leaves himself from a nearby tree. And yet for the triumphant cook, the gift could not have been more treasured had it been made of gold. For thus in a beautiful river valley, long, long ago, began a wealth of tradition. With a solitary foot race, lasting perhaps 30 seconds, and a wreath of olive leaves, and a victorious young cook named Corabus. You see, the distance prescribed for that race, in local terms, was the length of a stade, the length of one stade. And so ever after, the rising embankments on either side of an athletic field would be called a stadium. For the quadrennial athletic extravaganza, that sprang from that single-foot race in the Grecian countryside in 776 years before Christ has long since outgrown its humble start. But in these days, as you watch the multitude of athletes competing in their spectacular and widely various satellite-televised events, you will recall the gentle beginning of it all, the race in the river valley of a place called Olympia. For perhaps at some point over the past week or so, you've wondered what was the origin of the word Olympics. Well, now you know. For now you know the rest of the story. Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Light-hearted, family-friendly and full of laughs, it is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. 
Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your Pizzas Ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. I did not realize 776 years before Christ. A lot of Olympics. That's a lot of Olympics, but I guess I never... I never put those two things together. When when did the Olympics take place in comparison to Christ? How often did they do it back in the day? Was it every that's, four years? that's a good question as well. When did it become every four years? That's a great question, Trista. We'll have to figure that out for next time. We need some history. History. Well, listen, it's so good to be back we've been off for three weeks we have we have you <laughs> haven't you don't realize but the precious harmons were recorded all in one day and they supplied us with three weeks of podcast that was a wonderful vacation i feel well rested they were good sports about it very good sports and then uh, we actually had a late lunch because of that we kept going let's do one more let's do one more <laughs> but it turned out really good i've had some really good feedback um, a lot of people enjoyed them. Mainly it's been, they're so sweet. That's kind of been the sentiment. But even my sister, Melissa, who never listens, listened to an entire podcast. She says she listens to parts of podcasts because by the time she's into it a little bit, a kid needs something. Yeah, I can hardly ever listen to any full podcast. Yeah. So I understand that. Right. But they were great sports. And uh, I just need to say shout out to my brother-in-laws, Jared and Jordan. Thanks for sticking with us, guys. Your spouses, my own sisters, let us know that you're faithful listeners. And I just want to say we appreciate you being a part of the podcast. Now, I know you're probably mainly listening for your sister-in-law, Trista, because you think she's hilarious. But... Thank you anyways. I don't know that I've ever been called hilarious. I don't know. I don't think it's hilarious like haha funny, but more like amusing. My personality. Yeah. I think people, are you blushing? Maybe. <laughs> no, but um, it's nice to have people who enjoy our conversations that we tend to call a podcast show. That's cool. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Harmons for being with us these past three weeks for that one day way back when. <laughs> now, Paul Harvey brings us into an exciting time um, for us. We are Olympic fans. We've actually been planning this podcast for like a month now. We could say four years, but we really would be <laughs> not telling the truth. It's been a month. <laughs> it's been at least a month. We've, we've really wanted to talk about the Olympics. Now, a month ago, I didn't realize that part of my talking about the Olympics would be a point of aggravation, right? But Well, it's been really weird because of COVID. Like it was supposed it. to happen a year ago, and it got pushed back a year. And so it just seems very off. Very much off. Um, so the next one will be in three years, right? We assume. They'll keep it on that schedule. Yeah, I, I would think so. They'll but where do we start? Do we start with aggravation? Do we start with our love for the Olympics? 
All right, let's start with our love for the Olympics. Let's let's make it a praise sandwich. Let's start with your first memories of the Olympics as a child. Oh my goodness, do you have a first memory? Well, m- yes. I mean, not like a specific, but I can remember as a child because um, it was just whatever they broadcasted usually in the evening, and it just so happened to be back then in whatever the nineties that. They would broadcast gymnastics is is my first memories of the Olympics. Gymnastics was mm-hmm. like all I remember watching. Mm-hmm. And then it was quite a bit of track and field and swimming was like the three categories or the three events that I remember being on TV when I was a kid. Yeah. And so... Of course, my childhood growing up, we didn't have a TV for the vast majority of my childhood years. I remember bits and pieces of things, to be honest with you. I remember the torch ceremony, but I can't remember anything specifically. I remember them showing the, the, how how do you, the relay of it, you know, each one handing off. And I don't know what they do now, if they actually, each runner meets, but that was really cool. Um, one of, there's a couple of different memories, one of them, and, and I don't remember names to any of these people, Right. but did you say that? Right. I didn't know you said that I was kind of over here looking for digital <laughs> things, the buttons to push. Um, I remember this American farmer, I believe he was a farmer, but he was wrestling and I want to say he's in the heavyweight and then he was wrestling against a Russian who was favored to win. And the Russian, maybe some of you guys remember this, because after I get down the story, you might. But uh, he won, the American won against the Russian and was so elated to take gold, so excited that he did a cartwheel across the mat. Do you remember that one? No. Yep. If you look up Wrestler Olympics cartwheel, (laughs) you'll find it. It'll come right up. And it was just, it was, he's a small town guy, wrestler, I think uh, he may have even been a wrestling coach for like a high school team or something. Maybe I, I could be going off on an, on a you know wrong trail there, but so so great. Wasn't expected to win. No, he was an underdog. He was the underdog, and he won, and it was just awesome. Um, I like those stories about the Olympics. Um, I love America. We love being Americans. I'm not, I'm not right now. I'm not proud of, um, a good, a good part of America. You know, there's a, I don't know if it's the majority or not, but there's a sentiment going on in America and there's some things going on in America. I'm not proud of, I'm, I'm actually ashamed of as an American. And, uh, for example, the hatred of the flag, uh, I'm ashamed that, we have representatives, both political and athletic, um, that would use this as an opportunity to disgrace the flag, uh, which I love very much. So that's aggravating. And and so our love for the Olympics is one thing. Swimming has always been great. Michael Phelps, I think, is a pretty big memory. Was that eight years ago? Because four years ago years. was four years ago was Lockley. Lockley? Lockie? Lockie? Was it Lockie? Do you remember? Uh, something like that. Brazil. 
I remember that because he got arrested <laughs> in Brazil. He um, got to party and I think. Yeah. Got a little crazy. And then Michael Phelps was. Michael Phelps was several Olympics. Like he was. Eight years ago in 12. Like two or three. Mm-hmm. And with like won everything. He was fun to watch. I remember about him. He was fun to watch. Like he would have these breaks. Well, and you just kept thinking, you know, it's going to end eventually. He's not going to keep winning. And it was like every race. Yeah. He just. He. It, dug deep and <laughs> he didn't have he didn't have one that he was better at it was just across the board he i don't know it was his it arm was, span oh yeah you know like he, he looked i don't know what that would look like but he looked like an albatross in the water it was insane <laughs> um so that was exciting to watch that was fun uh, i didn't watch any gymnastics this year i didn't watch a single gymnastics event i didn't this year. either and and I'll, I'll be honest, I was excited about Simone Biles before the Olympics. That died quick. That yeah. died real quick. Um, not impressed. Not impressed. I don't care if you think she's a great person. She's, I'm sure she's a very sweet person. I'm sure she's very nice. I'm not judging her character. I'm just saying some people fight hurt. Some people fight hurt. She didn't dig deep. Like she Michael did not Phelps. dig deep. She did not. What was the name of that girl well, that yeah, broke her leg we or something? Because we were talking about this. The year, like, this was back in my childhood. When the girl, like, vaulted and, like... Broke her ankle broke or something. Broke her ankle or sprained it or something terrible. Got back up and went and vaulted again. Yeah, ran down the lane <laughs> and vaulted and, and like, took gold. Those, t- yeah, won it for the team. That was yep. like, that was it, the deciding factor. Right. She stuck it. Yeah. And that just wasn't the case this year. No. And here's the thing. She's she's not, she, I, I don't take it as, it's a type of bravery, I guess. But, you know, how do I explain this? Um, if somebody was in a very crowded room let's say in the middle of the mall and they jumped up on a table and yelled bomb it would take some type of courage it's not intelligent courage right it's ignorance it's stupidity some kind of bravery courage something to do that Right. Does this make sense? Not all courage is cur- is like good courage. Not all bravery is good. Just because you have the bravery to say something to somebody, to walk up to somebody, and you have the backbone and the bravery to say something really stupid doesn't mean it should be applauded. Right. Does that make sense? And so everybody's saying how brave she is for doing this or doing that or, or taking her mental health serious. You know, I, I've seen a lot of things that she said and, and done and posted and um, I, I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying it. I guess it. she came back and decided to do the final event. Was that for herself or whatever for her team? Whatever it was. And she, it was for herself. And oh, she go got figure. bronze, I think, whatever it was. I forget if it was beam or, or yeah. vault. But she decided. Are you sure she didn't get gold? I feel like she got gold. No. Okay. I'm sure it was bronze. Well, I'm just, and, and the whole team has to, has to support her. Otherwise, they're vile people. And I think that's terrible. Um. It was just kind of a letdown. I mean, whatever was going on, you, you don't. Know, she was supposed to be the star, and yeah. So it you, was just like she's literally lived her whole mind. life for the Olympics to represent her team and her country. And she and did the last Olympics. 
Yeah, and she competed for herself again, and all of a sudden, she can't get herself together. I'm I'm not a fan. I'll just be honest. I'm not a fan. Those those people do not inspire me, and they don't offer stories of inspiration to our youth that you can dig deep, that you can rise above it, that you can conquer your personal. I'm going to say in air quotes your personal demons, right? Um, and, and do something great in spite of your challenges right that's just my rant on her now as much as i love the olympics one of the reasons why i haven't been watching as much is because of all the covid junk and political stuff i i just i can't watch the olympics without rolling my eyes right you got people giving thumbs up across the volleyball court right and then the next team shakes hands and hugs. It's, I don't know. It's just no, no people in the stands. Usually whenever the, I'm wondering how it's going for Japan, because usually when the Olympics comes to a country, it is a huge boost to their economy for that, for those few weeks. I wonder how Japan did, because this is a lot of, this was a lot of investment for them. Yeah, they put a lot into it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that's all working out over there, but I'm sure they got plenty of money to take care of it. (laughs) But all those iPhones that they make. Um, Or is that China? I don't know. So let's let's talk about the Olympics just for a few more minutes and we'll bring everybody up to speed in case you're not watching the Olympics. You'll be very happy to know that. And you know what? I'll say this. Thank God for all of those that are participating in the Olympics that are winning and they're wrapping themselves in the American flag and they're saying they're proud to represent our country. I'm proud of them. There were some runners. I'm very thankful for them. The female runners. And I'm 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 even more thankful and this I'm just going to say it. I'm even more thankful for the black athletes that are doing that because they're facing the pure pressure that if they don't have some kind of uh, uh, BLM junk they want to spew, then uh, we're getting on it today, Trista. We're on the we're on the soapbox today. I didn't know we were going to be this serious. I didn't know either. I didn't know either. <laughs> but they're the ones that are being pressured to get on that soapbox, and they're saying, you know what? I've worked hard for this for the. American people for our country that I love that it allowed me to come participate and it's for them and I think it's awesome and so good for them good for those that are not that are not succumbing to the pressure of everybody else and they're not getting lauded they're not getting praised you know everybody else is getting the praise <sighs> anyways and I, let me just say one more thing Tristan okay. I'm I'm completely okay with everybody who takes a knee for our national anthem and they lose. I am thankful. I am glad when they lose. I would rather take a loss than have them kneel at our anthem on the podium or not salute. Right? I would rather them take a loss. That's how much I feel about it. Anyways, wiping back tears. All right. The total Olympic counts, if you are curious, is 113 medals to the United States. The next in line is 88 medals. So is that 15? No. No. No, that's a lot more than 15. What in the world? 25? 
25 medals we are in the lead now it's united states then you got china and then you have the the joke the roc the russian olympic committee committee that's a joke because russia wasn't allowed to compete under the name right russia. that's a joke if russia get is not allowed to compete their athletes aren't allowed to compete you go to another country if you have dual citizenship and compete over there this committee junk. <sighs> so is this, um, did today end I don't the know. Olympic events? I have no idea. I don't know that much about it. Um, just quickly, let me just give you like the top 10 because you have United States with the most uh, medals. And let's just say, let's see, we got 39 gold and then China has 38 gold. So we're still winning in gold with ROC having... 20 gold and then we have 41 silver china 32 silver roc 28 silver and then bronze we have 33 bronze china has 18 and roc has 23 bronze and then you got great britain with 65 total medals you have japan with 58 australia with 46 italy with 40 germany with 37 netherlands with 36 and france with 33 and that's your top 10 today all right let's talk about Great Britain. All right. What was with all the British announcers? Another point of aggravation. Another point of aggravation. I don't know. I only have theories, and you know you have theories. Every once in a while, it was an American announcer. But most of the time when I got on there to watch events, they were very British. What, What is your theory? I'll give you my theory after you give me your theory. The only thing I can figure out about it is that they must have had some kind of deal like cooperative coverage and so some of the events the americans announced and some the british and they just worked together at that and that's what we got that's all i can figure i don't know i don't know what else would it be i can't tell you Maybe they were limited, maybe America, like they normally have all of these announcers that are able to go, but because of COVID, they were limited. So then we had to have all of these British announcers what, doing both. Yeah. What America would have normally done. I don't know. I don't know. You know, I tend to think that they're just trying to limit the amount of people because they're even limiting family mm-hmm. from not going. I thought it was interesting. Um they're limiting like again family can't go and i'm just thinking to myself if i was a fam if i was a father of let's say um a, somebody shooting trap okay i'm pretty sure there's probably you can probably have a couple coaches and i'm like why didn't that father or mother be Maybe like hey only get one I, I'll, I'll be a coach. coach because that that seems like a pretty easy loophole, and and maybe you just you know at the beginning of COVID you just or you know in the middle of COVID you start practicing with them or something or start working out with them to you know give yourself credibility as as being a coach or something, but do something. In the categories, um, swimming, 
seems to be our best category for the United States of America. Did you know that we perform best in swimming compared to all other Well, there's events? a lot of swimming events. There's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities. We have a total of 30 medals in swimming. And next unto that is track and field with 26 medals. And there's yeah, a lot of there's events lot in of track events. and field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wrestling, shooting, gymnastics, boxing, cycling, diving. We took three medals, only two silver, one bronze. Basketball, uh, we took gold in that. Did you see that? Uh, I both, did not watch any, but I, I think I heard that. Both yes. men's and women took gold in basketball. Um, fencing was exciting. We took two uh, gold. Do you remember? Wait, that was golf. Let me open a fence. I'm sorry. We took one gold in fencing and one bronze. And I never, I've never watched fencing uh, a whole what's that called um about bout i've never watched a whole bout if if that we're not sure if that's what it's called y'all i mean you might know but we watched a team event so that's what i was gonna say go ahead and tell them about it yeah tell them so all there about were it. like it was men's and each team had four representatives was it china who were we against it was a four or five i feel like it was four um i'm gonna say japan but it could have been China. <laughs> One of them. One of them. Um, We're not allowed to say they all look the same. They, that's racist or something. And America was up. The USA was up. Handedly. Like, I mean. The whole. The whole bout. Now. So having never watched. Having never watched a fencing. I think we could say we were up handedly. Now. It that like it. That last bout. A lot of points were scored. Because they were in crunch time. Exactly. But if you went by the first bout, which the way the team play works is two members would compete and the points would carry on to the next two members. And so they would all add their points together. They had, I think, what, three rounds? Yeah, something like like that. They each went through three times or something and changed partners. Yeah. And so with that, each bout, Again, we don't know if it's bout, <laughs> so don't use this Sounds out in the good. world. <laughs> Each bout, uh, maybe a t- one of the teams would come away with a one-point lead right. or two points lead. And that last bout, it was like an eight, nine, ten bout, uh, point difference for the, let's say, Oriental team. <laughs> to <laughs> the come team back, from Asia. The team from Asia. <laughs> to come back and win after we were up by six or seven points, it was very, 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 very sad. I was, I was, I've never watched fencing in my life and I was up yelling at them like, (laughs) stab him, get him. It was really neat though. It was, I would like to see it without the fake foils and with some real blades. That would be awesome. (laughs) If you draw blood, two points. (laughs) All right, let's see. Weightlifting, skateboarding. Is that new? Skateboarding, I believe was new. I think there were a few new categories, new events this year. Skateboarding, I think was one of them. Yeah. And surfing. Okay. Well, so we took two, um, we took two bronze in skateboarding, uh, a Mr. Corey and a Mr. Jagger. Uh, Corey won in men's park and then Jagger won in men's street. So that's interesting. And three on three basketball. I don't know. That's a thing <laughs> that I feel like that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> women's won gold. Our women's won gold three and three basketball. It's I wonder if they were players from like the full team or if it was like totally different people. 
It was totally, it's totally different people because it's now I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying this, I could be wrong, but it's totally different people because the game is played completely different. The strategy for three on three basketball is completely different than a full team. I've noticed that much. It's, it's, yeah, it's different. All right. Something that they've trained for. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. Yeah. You have different, completely different plays. Um, That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, see, we got beach volleyball. We took golden. We got uh, canoe kayaking. We took golden surfing. Here's your surfing. We took golden surfing for the women's Miss uh, Carissa Moore. Wow. Took gold in surfing. Go I figure. Didn't watch any surfing? Nah. Uh, taekwondo. I usually like walk, watching stuff like this. Um, the women's did handedly in taekwondo as well in the um, fifty-seven uh, one twenty-six category, and that's oh. I'm going to try to say this. She spells her name odd, but I believe it's Anastasia. Ana, no, Anatasia. Anatasia. Zolotic. Zol- Zolotic. Hey, she's an American. <laughs> uh, is she an American? Yeah, she is an American. Uh, let's see. We got uh, volleyball. We took gold in volleyball for the women's. Volleyball, I watched the final round. It was actually early this morning at like 12:30 so i watched it on repeat or whatever right this afternoon and we killed brazil really three sets straight mm. killed them so you gotta love we that. definitely dominated women's volleyball got to love that let's see let's see let's see what else volleyball water polo that's exciting ooh tell them about that event that um, is it a sport? That underwater Under, game? Underwater hockey? Or is I don't, it actually on the list? I don't. It's not on our medal list. Like we didn't medal in it. I don't know if it's part of the. I guess it's part of the Olympics. Underwater hockey. I think that's what it's called. All right. So it, it is what it says. You have these sticks that are like a foot long a foot and a half long very small one hand is what you use when you have a ball down there that's like probably lead or something because it stays on the bottom (laughs) and doesn't really come off the the floor much and you have to dive it's probably a 10 12 foot pool you you have to dive down and these guys have flippers on and they are going after this ball not with any kind of oxygen assistance all with a breath free diving and so they're trying to get him into these goals at either end so this the interesting part of the game is you can only play for as long as your breath will hold and then you got to come up no matter what is going on in the play you have to leave the, the the ball slash puck behind come up for air and go back down so if you stay in long then when you come up you need to stay up a little maybe maybe a fraction longer i'm sure they've tra- got some trained lungs to come up for a breath and go right back down but so you have this relay of players that will be floating above the play right they're kind of just like lounging above the play on the top of the water and they'll go down to relieve their player so as soon as they get down there the other player will jump out and they'll kind of substitute into this play and when uh when the puck gets or the ball gets lost it's like they look like piranhas (laughs) all feeding like flipping their flippers and you know it's crazy so the funny thing though is there's a referee in the water who's watching 
I, I hope he has a snorkel on at least, right? I mean, I picture a referee just like floating above him just with a snorkel watching. And then if a goal scored, he comes out of the water and puts his arms up or something to signify a goal to a referee standing outside the pool who takes that and then signals a goal and everybody watching who can't see in the water because it's 10, 12 feet down, uh, he signals goal and they all start cheering. So it's like a delayed cheer <laughs> for a goal. Does not sound like fun. Now I've never, I've on TV, you're, you're in the water with him because the cameras. Right. So I'm hoping I'm hoping and I'm, I'm really making an assumption that surely they have some big screens where they're projecting the underwater play for the fans. I'm hoping that they're that intelligent. I mean, surely they would because they can do it for the TV. Right. Why couldn't they do it for what's going on under the water? So we're going to we're going to assume that's what's going on. But we really don't know. Uh, softball and baseball. We, we put, took silver in both of those. Let me see. Of course, the baseball would be men's and the softball would be women's because that's how we roll. Got karate. We took bronze. Soccer, we took bronze. The women took bronze. I would be happy if they uh, didn't place at all. Yeah, so you know how I feel about it. (laughs) Here's a great thing about it. I don't give a rip if you agree because I'm just done with it all. I'm done with the politics. I want to see people competing for our country, period. All right. That being said, Trista, do you have a word that you got from the Olympics? Oh, my goodness. I have two words today. All right. Do one word now. Okay. And then we'll we'll record another one here in a minute and we'll we'll give that other word. Okay. So these British announcers, um, I heard two different words that I didn't recognize. Um. And so I'll give you one of them for now. Okay. And that first one is the word perfunctory. 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 And it's an adjective. And it means an action or gesture carried out with a minimum of effort or reflection. And a sentence would be, he gave a perfunctory nod. Perfunctory. Perfunctory nod, is that like... Minimum effort. Like a a chin-up nod? Yeah. Eh. Eh. Perfunctory. (laughs) Man. Interesting. I could use that word a lot. Now, that's a a British word? It's He used it, and I was like, whoa. I gotta look this one up. Couldn't we... Would we say this... How very perfunctory of you? I mean, is that kind of how we would use that? Or that that was a very perfunctory... um, uh, oral report we'd say that to our kids um maybe yeah yeah Uh, maybe (laughs) well i mean perfunctory nod an action or gesture oh so it's got to be an action or gesture it can't be carried out with minimum so like something you you're doing with your body you're giving minimum effort okay (laughs) (laughs) perfunctory uh that's funny i like that I like it. Thank you for bringing that word. Sure. That's a good one. Well, hey, let's nail another one of these down. Okay. And we'll, we'll come back in just a minute. You guys stick with us. Come back next week and you'll hear the rest of our podcast. Not the rest of the story. The rest of our podcast. All right. Let's get out of here.
for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.